Hello and welcome to the season three finale of the Powered by Rock podcast. We're only speaking with the Las Vegas rock band Mercy Music about so many things today. Uh, they've got some new announcements coming up and some that have already happened. Uh, if you followed the show for a while, you know that I actually talked to Brendan on the season one finale, which actually happened almost exactly one year ago today. So I guess this is just going to be an annual tradition now. It's the Mercy Music finale right before Christmas. Uh, and in that time, I've gotten to know the band a little bit better. And having watched them play several shows, I can say that these guys are one of the best kept secrets, if not the best kept secret in rock music. The band has come a new album coming out in 2023. They also have a new side project band out, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And they're also going to be headlining a world tour. They don't know it yet, but that's what's going to happen in 2023. Okay, that one may not be confirmed yet, but uh, let's just assume it's going to happen. And uh, we'll be speaking to Brendan, Jared, and Rye right after this. You're listening to the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock bands around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast. I'm super pumped today because I get to speak to three dudes that I highly respect and have the on- have had the honor of becoming a fan over the past 12 or 15 months. Uh, Mercy Music is a three-piece rock band with punk rock undertones that has a respect of damn near every punk band on the planet at this point. Uh, they have played with rock legends like MXPX, Lagwagon, Lagwagon, Rise Against, The Queers, and The Descendants in just the past 14 months or so. And their newest unreleased album was recorded at the Blasting Room with Bill Stevenson of Descendants and All Fame as well. So, hey, guys, welcome to the show. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's so in my house right now. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, one thing I, I would say so that everybody knows who you guys are, it's kind of let me ask you the first first thing about this new album, because I'm pretty stoked to hear it. And I know you guys have been working on it. I think you guys went into recording in like, I want to say like March or April, pretty, pretty early this year from memory. Yeah. yeah. And I know you guys are looking for, you know, a, a, you know, a label and everything to put it out. So can you guys kind of just give us a rundown of kind of the recording process, where you're at and kind of getting it released. And when do you expect it to actually be released? If, if you have a timetable for that. Uh, Go ahead, B. Do you want me to, I'll lead. Is that, <laughs> do you want me to do that? I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to step on any <laughs> proverbial toes. Uh, Jared cut all of his toes off years ago. So he's fine. I'm not like other lead singers. I'm not a fucking dick. Um, <laughs> they'll disagree with that. <laughs> um we we did it we did the record in may right yep yep 10 days um unlike this one i want to say well during the pandemic that i guess we're still in whatever but when things were actually shut down and no one was doing anything jared uh got a bug up his ass to be good at home recording or just recording in general and he there have been many iterations of, of studio setup that Jared Jared did, but like you can see where he's at now. That's kind of that's where we rehearsed to. But Jared yeah. uh, set that all up, and this is, I want to say this is the first record. Like we we'll do demos or whatever, but this is the first record where I started going over there and, and tracking ideas, you know, really early on. And I think this is the first time we've really had a lot of time to make sure everything was where we wanted it as far as yes. the tracks the tracks go. I mean, it may be even to a fall where I started to, to get too <laughs> hate much. Hate the songs? Yeah, and hate, hate them all. Standards. Which, which, usually, <laughs> which, which usually happens a couple months after we get done recording it. Yeah. I wrote weeks. this, it sucks. Yeah, that's where it went. <laughs> that, that's um, Brendan's way to introduce a song every time you guys play a show. <laughs> I wrote the song, I'm already sick of it, here it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, I'd be mean, surprised. That... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it only takes a couple of days. Yeah. Um, no, but it's the first time we got to do that. And I also, I mean, us finally lining up to go back to the blasting room. I mean, I hit up Bill in the beginning of that year. I'm like, I, the last two times we tried the schedules didn't line up. 
the last time was because Rise Against was in there and they have money yeah. um, <laughs> and stuff like that. But I mean, so I just, I wanted to have our ducks in a row because I knew we weren't going to have a shit ton of time. Yeah. And I didn't want to fuck around when we were there. So, I mean, everything, everyone had everything more mapped, I think, than we've ever had before. Because usually going in, you know, I think it's right up to the wire before we go record something. I mean, I know that was the last record that we, we did with Cameron. Like, I think we finished the last song, like, the week before we left or had it yeah. somewhere where we wanted it. Yeah, yeah, one thing I actually appreciate about the album is, you know, it's like the old days back when you just, had to show up with a certain amount of set time and say, we're going to create this album in that amount of time. So we have to rehearse our ass off before we go yeah. in there. So it's a lot more like, you know, the songs are polished as soon as you get in there. Whereas some people will take a year to create one song and they'll tinker with it for nine months after recording it for three months and just try to make it all, you know, bells and whistles and stuff. I think there's something about when you actually just play the songs and have them really well done that the final product ends up being a lot better. Yeah. I mean, and with the, there, I mean, there's a night and day contrast to this to the new record and and to the last one. I mean, the last record was, I mean, pretty much as live as you could do something in in this day and age, and still have people, you know, have it up to people's standards as far. Yeah, as mo some of those songs are drums and bass, one take all the way through, and I think one song not even to a click. Yeah, really, and that that's yeah. on the record, like yeah. Like I put, I put on the back of the record that we did it in five days. We literally fucking did it in five days. I mean, yeah. it was it was mixed the week after we left, and it was mastered after. But tracking and all recording for that record was five days. That's it, in wow. and out, all vocals, all guitar, everything. And it sounds pretty damn good too. Yeah, I mean, but this, I mean, that's what that is. I mean, this one's gonna, this one's definitely more produced, more polished. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what you expect when you do a record at the Blaster Room. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, Bill Stevenson's not going to have you come in and be like, holy shit, guys, you need to leave. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not ready to record well, here right yeah, now. That, I mean, but going back to like, we we really made sure everything was was as perfect as we could have it because that's another, you don't want to go in, go into a situation like that. Well, know? especially there. I mean, we idolized yeah. those guys. We grew up that's listening another to thing. the Descendants yeah. and all we wanted to make sure our shit was tight when we got there. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was nice. The, yeah. The yeah, and so the human metronome ride just goes in there and lays down all of his, all of his, all of his drums in one day from what I remember you guys posting. It was like nine hours or something like that. Eight, eight and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, guys, I'm, uh, I don't really want to be here for 10 days. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> no, I, I only had two days. I could only yeah. two days off of work. So I had to get it done. I had to fly nice, out. Nice. I couldn't stay for like, all the cool shit i couldn't stay for it i was bummed but i had to just go Brent, in and do what i had to do brendan was bummed too because i go to bed at like 7 p.m and he had to stay up every night by himself <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys come on let's have a sleepover what are you doing <laughs> that's cool when you guys plan i mean obviously uh yeah. you know, best case scenario when you have hope to kind of release this thing is it gonna be so mid to late 2023 it's, it'll be mid 2023. We have we have respective homes for it. We'll have more more information in January, um, and I hope everyone likes it. Yeah, um, it's. I'm confident like, they will. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I'm very proud of it, and I, yeah. I think. Is it similar to different from and kind of like lyrical context? Uh, Lyr lyrical context musical. is going to leave you, leave you in the same place that <laughs> <laughs> that all of them do. But yeah. um, music, musically, it's I I don't know. It's I I, I, I think for me different. for me the different. bass the bass playing I stepped up for this record. Yeah, I've okay. never played like I have on this record as opposed to other records like. It's a lot more, Turn more riffy. lines and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I think one thing it uh, when when Brendan says the music will leave you or the lyrics will leave you in one place that kind of is like to kind of just sum up Mercy Music's lyrical context versus their musical context. Uh, it's like every song is either going to depress the shit out you shit out of you lyrically, or the music will kind of juxtapose what the lyrics are talking about. Right. So it's like. Mm -hmm just kill me but then it's like set to a really poppy song so yeah. it's like yeah no everything's fine but you know i just want to die right now it's no big deal 
gonna, I mean, it's like anybody that listens to this band. Where the knows kids what toy gonna... piano and everything going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That's what that is on song four. That's a toy piano. Um, yeah. No, I think anybody that listens to this band is, they know what they're, I mean, they know what to expect in that, in that realm of things. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I write from life experience, you know? Yeah. And obviously just in time for, you know, potentially the biggest release of your guys' career, Brendan and Jared go off and create a side project that literally just announced on Friday that they dropped their new single. I want to say it's called Stop the World, the single is, from the band Not, which if you are following them on Instagram, it's the uh, Not the Band or the Band Not. That's what it is, the The Band band Not on Instagram. Yeah. So can you explain how that project came about and then what that band is going to be like? Is it just going to be a recorded thing that you guys then put on album? You're not going to tour or is it something that you potentially might actually play live shows for? So we had a band a long time ago, like a decade ago called Dead Hand. Yeah. Uh, and we did a record at the Hurley Recording Studio and Davey, the guy who's the singer and not, he recorded that record and we bonded over all in the Descendants. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what sparked this whole thing. So now it's like seven years later, right, Brendan? It's like three well, like, years ago. Well, he hit me up like when we were doing Nothing in the Dark, right before we went to go do Nothing in the Dark, that he had this idea to do this. And he sent me some demos. And he's like, would you want to, you know, go in on this and, you know, write some songs? And that was, what, 2019, September 2019? Yeah. It was and like then three years ago. there's back and forth on it. And I kept coming up with ideas. And then Jared wanted to be on board and i think it really started to pick up momentum again when things shut down because everybody had time yeah, yeah I, sat, I sat here for a year and wrote baselines for that but yeah like 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 jared said we, we met we used to have the same manager that's how we met davy yeah and we met davy at our manager's funeral and that's how we kind of went from there rise back that put it out. <laughs> he forgot I mean, how to I not. Oh my god! He's like, oh, if I'm not in the band. I'm not in the band. Fuck you guys. Technology symbolizing the uh, effects of being kicked out of a band, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the pandemic, we we went out. Davey has it had a studio, has a studio out in LA, and we had time. So we went out there over the weekend and Jared and I tracked all the guitar, guitar and bass for it. Well, so we, we wrote the entire record over email during yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. Like we never got together to this day. We have not played as a band. No, never. It's all, we wrote the entire thing over email and then Brendan and I tracked all the guitars in three days. Okay. Was yeah, that at your house then, or did you actually go in there? No, to... we went to Davies out in LA in the middle of. Yeah. I think it was like. It's Fe- called Strong February Studios March, in Long Beach. March gotcha. twenty twenty one. Yeah, and we tracked the whole thing, and it came out really fucking good. The first single got released yesterday, and the response was great. People love it. Uh, you guys aren't going to be playing any shows at that for that band as of right now. Oh no! Well, we will if something cool comes up. We will. Okay. We're uh we're musicians at heart, so you know, we're yeah. always down to play. Yeah. I know a lot tour. of people will be we're like, "Oh no, this is never ever. intended to be a live band. Like this is just for recording purposes. It's like a whatever." But then it's like, "Oh, well, do you want to play this festival or something?" It's like, "Oh yeah, we'll play that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do that festival, whatever that festival is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Descendants are going to put on a festival. Yeah, we'll play. We'll play. All right. <laughs> cool. So, let's talk about just the last year alone because there's been pretty pretty much a lot of stuff going on for you guys that's that's happened in just a short period of time the first thing i want to talk about is the fact that you guys opened up for mxpx zebrahead and bad cop bad cop earlier this year and while that in itself is pretty cool those three bands then turned around and worked out a cover of one of your guys' songs nothing in the dark and you guys had no idea it was actually something that was being worked on can you just kind of describe the surreality of that moment when it actually came out i mean I was, remember the, what, I, remember was phone, I was on the phone with Jared and I was scrolling through Instagram and I was just like, wait, what the fuck is this? We were just <laughs> chit-chatting about whatever and he goes, holy shit. Yeah. I'm like, no, I think I did see him. He goes, dude, I'm going to send you something. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. 
No, and, and Rye, Rye was sitting on his iPhone 8 not knowing what was happening yet. <laughs> I was updating. It's updating. It was updating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, obviously, they, they covered the song, uh, you know, Mike Herrera from MXPX, pretty successful and pretty famous punk musician for 30, 30 full years now. Um, you know, that, that video alone has something like 55,000 views on, on no, that's, that's, check. that's the trade-off is it? <laughs> it's, it's then, his right, views, not yours. No, well, that, no, I mean, <clears throat> I fucked that. I don't care. Uh, so... um, people thinking it's an MXPX song, which also, oh, I'm yeah. not even sure I really give a shit about that either. No, I mean, Every, everyone's saying they want, they want a version on Spotify. So I put a link to our song and that. somebody, somebody commented, no, I want the Mike Herrera version. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that too. Uh, it's like, hey, guys, it's on Spotify. It's right here. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's, it's fucking crazy as shit because I mean, I, I mean, that all started because I wrote Mike an email, uh, a message on Instagram because that year, what I think it was 2021. Yeah. He had like three people back to back on the podcast and mentioned mercy music. So I was like, well, fuck it. I sent him a message. I'm like, Hey, if you have free time or, you know, need to fill some space, I'd love to be on the show. And he wrote me back a couple hours later and like with a date and I was like, Oh, holy shit, this would be cool. You know, yeah. and I did that and that was surreal unto itself. And you know, time went on and Chris, who's the other guitar player in, in that band touring. And, and I mean, I, I guess I assume he's a full-time member now, but yeah, uh, normally a three piece. We've been, we've been friends with him and done shows with him for years. Like he's always been, you know, we've, we've been friends and, and fans of each other's music for a long time. Yeah. But after, after that podcast, um, Tom, who's also a guitar nerd and, he he messaged me like god in november because we announced on rise birthday last mm -hmm. year he's like hey we're gonna you know do these shows are you are you guys busy and i'm like yeah man we're totally too busy to do that <laughs> and i won't so that that was crazy the whole thing's crazy because I, i've told i've told both of them but like for me like the Life in general and the ever passing moment were, were big records for me as a kid. I mean, especially the ever passing moment, because uh, I remember I broke my wrist in half when that record came out and I couldn't play guitar. And it was like that record was really a go to for me for where I was at. Gotcha. So for them, I guess to answer your question in long form, like to have someone that you, you know, grew up looking, you know, looking up to. And respecting their songwriting and stuff like that, you know, respect what you do enough to to do that, or to care enough about your band to give your your band that kind of attention, or have people yeah. listen to it. You know, to you you don't see that never. You you don't yeah. see that level of support from someone trying to help a smaller band, and it's that's why it's surreal, and because it's virtually unheard of to to see yeah. someone do that. And it was like I, I don't kind, one of the kindest things anyone yeah. has ever done for us as a band. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like it's the level of, of grateful we are for that. I mean, for that show, like I, I don't. It's not smoke and mirrors for me that people came out early for that show. It was just because if Mike didn't do that, you know, it would mm -hmm. it would have been whatever opening slot. But like Mike, in doing that, like we had full houses opening that show. You know, seven p.m. Yeah, but, yeah. But and I remember nice. seeing the crowds. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. insane for you and know that, an upstairs band. Yeah, and you know we. We, we have people that like the band in those, you know, areas and stuff. That's fine. But like, it wouldn't have been that if, yeah. Mike, didn't, if Mike didn't do that, you know, yeah. and they didn't champion the band. It's a, it's a huge fucking deal. And it's, it's done a lot. It's done a lot for us this year and in general. And it actually continued when we got to the show, he continued that, that niceness. I mean, he took us in like we had been friends forever. Yeah. I mean, they, they bought me a fucking birthday cake and sang me happy birthday. They bought you a birthday like, cake. They wow. don't have to fucking, no one does that shit. Like, yeah. just, that's just being like nice. It's being kind. It's being open. It's being, you know, so yeah, I'm for, I, I hate saying the word grateful over and over again, but and it, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't just there. Was, was there more to that? <laughs> was there more? Ryan, you're cutting out. You cut out. My thing's being on. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, Rise right. Like I'm just gonna sit here. It's not <laughs> you look really good. Yeah. You look really good today. Yeah. Go night, go, bro. No, but going off what Rise said. I'm sorry. Like, you know, zebra head and bag top, like we, like just that entire, like you doesn't happen like that very often you know yeah. where everybody's like nice and a good person and you get along and everybody's real and no one's like like that's great when that does happen and it happens organically and again like I hate to say it again but grateful you know i don't take blessed. it for granted hashtag blessed, blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> but you, you guys are gonna be opening for bruno mars now with that um, I'll take it now. We do it, it yeah. We open for Jewel. Yeah, we open for Jewel. We can open for Bruno Mars. <laughs> so I think one thing about that entire experience is, you know, it's it's not like MXPX was, you know, a coming up band and you guys open for them, right? Like this is a band that is, I don't want to say like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, in no, my they, opinion, if, if they could be nominated for that, they should be nominated for that because yeah. they are that big of a deal to most people in the punk music scene. But as far as like, a band of that level going out of their way to even, you know, take you onto the, 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 the two nights of, for the tour, that's nice enough. But then to cover your song, instead of just saying like, Hey guys, we'll cover your hotels or something like that. We're actually yeah. going to cover one of your songs. So that way you actually get more visibility. That's a huge deal. And I don't think anybody who's outside of the music industry even recognizes how like insane that is. Like that would be like, you know, I don't know, Pink Floyd, covering like i don't know just like some random like i don't know sports team from the uk or whatever like right now like that's just a, a rock band that's out there right now sports team would shit their pants and be like what the fuck yeah. is happening right now pink floyd's covering one of our songs that's how big of a deal it really is yeah and and i think when people when i saw that i was like did they like know that this was happening and they just didn't tell me like how the fuck did this, how did this just come out without me having any knowledge and i guess it came out without you guys having any knowledge which no. makes it even cooler because it's kind of like a like a it's like a present right it's like a gift here you go guys surprise and then you guys are just as excited as everybody else to see it so one thing i think that a lot of people will say about your guys's band and i said it in the opening is you guys get a lot of respect from literally every band that you play with and i i know i did like a, a an episode with uh rob rushing from punk rock saves lives Mm -hmm. He's mentioned several times. He's like, if Mercy Music is playing, I want to be there. Like, let me know. Like, it's like you guys have so much respect from so many bands, so many uh, labels, so many people within the industry. It's 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 insane that you guys haven't got to that level of kind of <laughs> notoriety publicly. Right. So it's kind of like that's the last missing piece. And hopefully this new album kind of is that key that turns that yeah. and kind of opens it up. Is that kind of am I off by any any no, means here? I that's always the hope, man. And it's like, I, I may have, I don't know if I said this last time. I know I said it, I've said it before, but, uh, we, we, yeah, I'll say it again. Um, we played with the dirty nil and speaking to what you said, like Luke, the singer came up after the, he's like, man, you guys are, you guys are such a band's band. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's the ultimate compliment. But also at the same time, it's like, well, we're, we're kind of fucked. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a hard. That's what we've. I mean, that's this year especially. You know, yeah. Well, it's just, great to have what, other musicians respect us and recognize us, but yeah. we want other people to do that same thing too. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> not just bands. It's, it's some of my are all of our favorite bands of all time. Like they're not fucking arena rock bands. Yeah. So you have to accept like a certain amount of reality. Yeah. When you're doing this, that you're not maybe accessible to everybody but in our case and with this record like i whether it happens or not or it's just it's another the same thing and we keep going i really don't care at the end of the day because it's not going to change anything that i do differently would it be great mm -hmm. if this if this one is more successful than the last three yes it'd be fucking yeah. fantastic um but i mean ultimately it, it's not going to change anything and you know we'll keep doing what it is we do yeah. I mean, you even think about it, stuff like this, so like no effects has never had a hit song on the radio. They've been around for 40 years now. Right. Yeah, like 30, yeah. 35 years. Yeah. Like leg wagons never had a hit on the radio. Like some of these bands have never even had, you know, even close to like a gold record yet. They have fans mm -hmm. and they headline tours and stuff like that. So it's a whole different when you talk about the DIY, the punk, the kind of underground scene, you're kind of just looking to make a living off of the music. Right. That's kind of the hope is that, 
you'll just be able to pay your bills and make a living and go out there and play music as much as possible. And, and even, even 100%. that's a fucking four letter word for so many people. Like it's, yeah. you, you should be ashamed of yourself for wanting to your art to bring in income. And I just, I yeah. think that's such a fucking <laughs> stupid way to look yeah. at things. Because yeah, I think anybody who thinks, oh yeah, you sold out because you can actually make money off your music. Well, you don't know how fucking music works. Like you don't know how anything works because the whole point is to live your life by doing the thing you love, right? Yeah. And if you and can do that, you need money to live. So that's, that's the thing about it's like selling it. I mean, I came up in the in the whole punk thing and and as long as you're doing what you're what's true to you and if you fucking luck out and it's like you have nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. There's like I even totally now. Agree. You, even now doing, today making money doing what you love to do yeah like, i mean call it whatever you want that's that's what I've everybody had, wants really I've had yeah. se several conversations this year with you know people that could change our, our you know the band's life proverb you know proverbially is that yeah, yeah. this year who remain nameless and it's just like <laughs> i don't i i i don't think it's a Cheers, fucking right. four-letter word to want to we yeah. want this to fucking pay the well, bills. I want to bring something up. When we talk about sellouts and like punk music and DIY, in my opinion, here's what I think a sellout is. A sellout is somebody who's given money to do something that they wouldn't normally do yeah, if they exactly. were going to do exactly. like that, that career, right? So like, here's some money, go out and make a Britney Spears pop album with your band, yeah. even though you're a, a heavy metal band or whatever, right? That's yeah. selling out. Yeah. If you're creating the music you want to create and it just so happens to get big, you didn't sell out. People no. bought in. That's the yeah. whole difference. Like people are buying in to you being who you are. And that's a completely different conversation than you creating something that you wouldn't normally have done if you didn't get paid to do it. So anybody who has an issue with quote the word sellout because somebody, and again, this is a lag wagon song. It's like a band's great until they have enough cash to make or uh, get food and get a pad or eat food and get a pad. Then yeah. they've sold out and their music's cliche. You used to love them. You know, you're like a hypocrite, know it all, whatever. Right. Yeah. So that's the whole point. Like, it shouldn't be about whether a band makes money. The Black Keys were basically a broke band uh, told that uh, that I think it was like Nissan or Toyota wanted to license one of their songs. They're going to give them like 200 grand to put it in one of their commercials. And the, the Black Keys were like, no, we can't do that. That's like selling out. And I'm like, no, fool, you already made the do music. It. Like, go yeah. out and sell that to where you can profit off of it. So they actually didn't do it. And their manager was like pissed. And then like two years later, they were like, oh, we need to record a new album and we don't have any money for it. So then they turned around, licensed one of their already made songs so they could go out and create a new album. And that's just people buying into what you've already created. And I can't imagine anybody who knows anything about how life works, you know, adults, right? Kids might say, oh, you sold out because now you're on a Taco Bell commercial turnstile or Portugal the Man or whatever. It's like, no, like they didn't make that for Taco Bell. Taco Bell bought that because they already made it. So yeah, I think people need to get their heads around what actually is selling out and buying in. And that's a whole different conversation that people don't want to have. Yeah. It's totally just, agree. Yeah. yeah. So, if, so hopefully you guys will buy in and, and Taco Bell and Nissan and all these people that I'm plugging right now, they will buy a Mercy Music uh, song and you guys will be <laughs> successful for at least the next two years off of that alone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So a couple other things that you guys played a lot of shows, a lot of cool shows. Just to say, you didn't play like 180 shows this year, but you played a, a good amount of cool shows from the last, you know, 12, 15 months. What were some year. of like the highlights? Cause you guys did like punk in the park. You guys did attention fest. You guys opened for descendants. Like I mentioned some of those other bands up there, but what's some of the highlights for you guys this year? Well, for me doing a record, the blasting room, that was the yeah. highlight for me meeting bill and just doing that. I was sitting there playing, uh, I was playing theme, the Descendants song theme, just yep. in the control room. And Bill's typing away and he turns around and he goes, you're playing that wrong. Let me of show course you. Of course he does. <laughs> like so I try cool. to do, I try to make it wrong. So that way you can come in here, Bill. <laughs> you should see me on drums. I'll really fuck up a song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was a highlight for me for sure. Yeah. What about you, Brent, Brendan? Uh, there's been, there's been so much cool shit this year, man. And it's like that's you know that's your work. I'm like I'm I'm focused on next year right now. It's like how do you? Yeah, you've already forgotten this year happened. You're like oh that was like ten years ago. That's the way I always work, and I know it's like yeah. a, you know, the, the number one thing people ask me is like what are you gonna do when you finally get what you want? And that, that'll never happen. No, it's just I I just don't, I don't like I'm not like resting on my laurels. So yeah. like, after the thing like if you if you stop when you get what you want, then you'll just you, you'll stop right. So what I always say is yeah. like, if you get to a certain level, 
and you just want to stay there, all that you can do is maintain that at best. At worst, it'll go down, right? So if you always keep trying to do more and more and better, be better and better, mm-hmm. you'll always keep trying to rise to the next level, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's the difference between that and grinding it. Like, I hate when people are like, oh, you got to grind and hustle. I'm like, you don't have to play music on the street six hours a day for like 30 hours or for like 30 straight weeks to like make it as a, as a musician. But no, you do and it, need and to constantly be playing, right? Yeah, we, I mean – in this day and age with the, you know, technology, like you just, you have to be smart. Yeah. You know, you don't have to, you know, eat, sh- eat as much shit as I say. I mean, you may have would have in the, in the, ni- in the nineties and stuff yeah. like that, toughing it out. I mean, there's, I mean, I, there's the question of is touring relevant. Yeah. Cause some bands yeah, are like getting streams without even being a live we're band. So much more, we're so much more accessible now with social media. It used yeah. to be, you would never ever see your favorite band until they came to town and they wouldn't come to town for years sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Or ever. You if you live in the Midwest, see a picture of them. Yeah. Maybe yeah. MTV, maybe catch a music video, but that was it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know what leg wagon looked like until well into the 2010s. I'm like, what do these guys even yeah. look like? I've been listening to their music for 15 years. No idea what they and look now like. You can figure it out in five seconds, no matter yeah. who it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you like, know what they, their favorite food is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, this year was, was fucking rad. And my, you know, I'm just, I'm worried about keeping momentum where it's at next year. Yeah. And again, to drop that grateful word, but we will. Fuck, I'm, I'm confident fuck. that we will. I mean, yeah. doing, I mean, doing doing the record. I mean, Rise Against. That's like a that was pretty fucking nuts. Yeah, I know like this that's, for sure. That's, that's the we're not endo- we're not going to stop working. We're not going to no. start stop trying to progress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what about record. you, Ryan? Since we have yeah. you for the limited time, we have you with audio's working. Honestly, man, uh, <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. It's broken. It's broke. No, we hear you. I hear you. We all hear you. It's, there's so much lag and robot noises. Okay. Uh, you can't hear us. Okay. It's crazy. Never mind. Tra- tracking drums at the blasting room. That's his answer. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> he's he's right, in so the audio the doesn't work. Show. Yeah. That's oh, nice. yeah. It was a good show. Yeah. Dude, Albuquerque nice. came, came correct, man. Fuck. Yeah. I felt like a rock yeah. star. Nice. Correcty. Albuquerque. <laughs> and I do want to say that you guys, uh, both Brendan and Jared, you guys actually had a, a cameo in some music videos this year uh, yeah. for Codefendants, which is basically Sam King from Get Dead and Fat Mike kind of is, I don't know if he's doing a lot of the music, but he's involved with, you know, producing it and doing some of the other background stuff. I think he's like doing some string work and stuff like he's like into strings and stuff now. So First of all, how did you guys get into that? And can you explain what the fuck is happening with Codefendants so I can actually understand what that band is? Because it still doesn't, it's not clear to me what it is. That's a Brendan. We, <laughs> we got involved because uh, in declines on that project. Gotcha. And in uh, declines on our project too. <laughs> Ride's so, got them on too. Yeah, we're all, you know, uh, I have his name tattooed on my ass. Uh, so when he, target. well, they wanted, I mean, they needed characters and like I've done previously, I've done a lot of like character acting crap because I look the way I look. So they needed your typecast. So yeah, well, yeah, what I, I accept that it, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, money's money. And, um, so I, yeah, no, he sent my picture to fat Mike and, and Mike was like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's the guy. So. They have, there's a whole, I, I forget how many videos there are going to be, like five, I believe. Yeah, I think two have come out from memory. Yeah, two, three. They're, they're in a weird order, but this is, I mean, that's the way Mike, this is all, this is Mike's, this is Mike's thing. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how that happened. And I, I did, we did one here and I just, I just finished one a couple of weeks ago. I had to go to LA for, I know Jared is in one as a police officer. Yeah. It's weird Jared. that you're a criminal and Jared's a police officer. That's just weird how that worked out, huh? It's kind of like our friendship. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> and then Jared was also a Jared was fresh, fresh off the uh, anti-flag, off the anti-flag video yeah. this year too. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, he's got amazing hands. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You're a hand the model, hand, right? Hand model. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You might, he might, you're not like a hand jockey though. What is that from Derek Zoolander? He's like explaining the whole system. Yeah, that's right. No, I think another thing that kind of somewhat related to that question, but not necessarily related to your guys' music, is that the fact that there's a new punk rock museum that's going to be opening here in Vegas, uh, January 13th, I think, in 2023. Are you guys excited about that? Do you guys have any sort of like internal knowledge of, of anything that's happening there that, that you've seen or if you've been invited to come check it out or anything like I, that? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I got I got asked to help a few times with a few things. I never saw it through or, or did anything with it. Didn't they gotcha. like curate something or? Yeah, they just, they wanted me and then it just, there was a Involved lot of. Somehow. They were like volunteers yeah. mostly. That too. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> It's it's a lot of time. I mean, we're all yeah. we're already we barely have time to get together to practice these days. For sure. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, when you think here. about a museum too, you're thinking about things of the past. You're, you guys are like thinking about what's happening currently and in the future, right? You're not. Yeah. Thinking about... I, I wish them the best of luck with it. Yeah. However, however I'm, I'm sure it's, it's going to be out. awesome. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. No, there's no. I mean, there's some fucking crazy shit in there. Yeah. I know that they have like the music, the, the the music room where you can actually play the guitar and amplifier of said musician from certain tour oh, or cool. whatever. So I didn't know I'm that. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, have, there's this. And Mike was telling me about this like one really fucking next level thing they they got that I don't think they've announced yet. So like, but it's like um, it's pretty fucking nuts. That nice. They have. Yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it. I I, I don't know how they're going to get it done in a month because from what I've seen to what what it needs to be. I don't think it's that close, but I'm sure they'll get it done. And they'll make it happen. But yeah, I'm like, sure. Damn, it'll be, like, no, so, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to have something in there, I guess. But no one's knocking down our door for it. I know they got shit like the the vermin has shit in there and stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, but the vermin's been fucking playing with no effects since the fucking early '90s, late '80s, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. One thing I do want to talk to you guys about uh, is the music video music video videos that you guys have put out because I think there's some pretty funny stuff in there. Uh, Rise acting ability, I think, might be the best in the group. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> his uh, one line from, I think it was song four Chester's or whatever. Where, yeah, he's like, I, I called Chester. He's on his way. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Matchbox 20 for these assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that shit cracked me up. So, like, talk to me about, like, That's how you guys decide on it. living at the time, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, cover, cover bands, bands, cover bands. Yeah, cover yeah. bands at weddings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so how do you guys come up with music video ideas? Is this something that like somebody pitches to you? Do you kind of pitch to somebody else? Or is it just like when you think about songs, do you kind of think of a video idea or how does that work? Um, the, the stuff coming that we have coming for the next record, this is the first time where I feel like uh, we, we're going to we're 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 do the subject matter of the, the songs. That correlates gotcha. with the song. Um the yeah, because before know. it's always just been kind of funny or like shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Like and people exploding and turning into dicks and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we were talking we, the other day and he's like, we've never done a video that's about what the song is about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever. It's, it's true. Let's do I mean, that. I mean, my favorite video we've done is the, the fine, like my, like if I played something at my funeral, it'd be the fine video. Just yeah. Just selfish that point. Because first... I think, yeah. Cause it sums up. I mean, that just like sums up my my life, you know, for the majority of my life and, you know, being on the road and being in a band. I mean, the only thing that's not present in that video are my kids, but. Yeah. Well, and I, and I actually I, wanted to talk to you about that because I didn't notice it until probably, I don't know, the 15th time I watched it, but you're actually getting your tattoo, your spider tattoo in that video. That's, and it's like that's a, the funniest story about that is I already had the spider tattoo and someone had taken too many psych meds and thought it was a good idea to, uh, let Joe Schmo fix my spider. Yeah, spruce and, it up. Uh, yeah, that's where we're at with that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, the the spider did 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 exist pre to that. But that's interesting. So yeah, the videos the videos are always generally somebody else's idea, that, and then yeah. we kind of spitball off of that for here and there. But yeah, I'm not going to take credit for any of. I trust I trust the people that do our videos. I mean, yeah, whole, wholeheartedly because. Yeah. I mean, dating back to Lydia Vance days, the same people that did the videos then, like their idea for a video is what got us a record deal with Atlantic. So I just kind of, I wash my hands of it because I just, I can't, 
if I think something's like fucking ridiculous and really, then no, but no, I mean, we're, we're the same type of people too. So it just works. The working relationship works. You guys hang out here too. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have been here the whole time. For those of just joining us, Rye is back for the fourth time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, the uh, the the follow up question of that is so when when can I be one of the characters in one of your guys's videos because I have great acting chops. <laughs> Just soon, maybe. Yes, soon. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got a bunch of songs that need music videos coming up. Here, I'll be so. the guy just moshing and knocking people over, and then I get stomped on at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you could be a love. You could be somebody's love interest. Oh, there let's, you go. Let's do yeah. a video of just Isaac and I playing golf. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be <laughs> that'll really really help the uh, punk rock street cred right there. <laughs> when are we well, I mean, it worked punk, for Dynamite Hack. Didn't they cover, they covered uh, Easy E, and then they did it all on a golf course, and they got like street cred as like rockers. So punk rock bowling is so good. We need to do punk rock golfing. Yeah. Well, punk I kind of did that this year, but it wasn't really punk rock. It was just a charity event for punk rock saves lives. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, How was that? Was it fun? It, it was good. Uh, got like four grand for charity, so that's good. That's nice. always nice. Yeah. Always. Thinking of something doing something more concert related for next year but we'll figure out if i can actually pull it off or not i will say that uh brendan i don't make a lot of mistakes in this podcast sometimes i do sometimes i just say something or sometimes i actually put a completely wrong question here but the last time we did a podcast together if you looked at the little ticker below it said bendon schultz the whole time i was just curious why did you not say anything during the entire time of that episode because we'll never, check, we'll check, check. Yeah, well no i when it comes to that my name, my name is Brendan, and my entire life I've never been called my name correctly, because, <laughs> because the name Brandon exists. Yeah. yeah. And I, even the last place I was employed, my paychecks were spelled improperly. Um, yeah. I gave up. I responded to Brandon. Brandon. Uh, I just I stopped. I stopped caring. <laughs> right, right. You got you got a Starbucks recently. What what was the name on it? You remember that? It was like some fucked up Brain. name. Brain. <laughs> right. Brain. For Rye? Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's me. Uh, He's just waiting just for his coffee. coffee. Like, with... where the fuck is my coffee? Brain? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care. It's not my coffee. I'll take it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, everybody spells my name wrong. Everybody says my name wrong. I just, I yeah. stop. I stop caring. And then I, I always like, if I meet someone... <gasps> I just, I mean, everybody, you could just call me B because most, I mean, a lot of people do. Let's call you son of a B. How about that? That works too. <laughs> but it, it takes away yeah. any margin of it. It takes the margin of error way, way down. Yeah. Slice well, I do up. want to bring up kind of one more, uh, like a bit of a serious question here because I've talked to you guys about this personally a couple of times, but never really got a full story or anything. And feel free to answer to a level of comfortability that you feel. But uh, as far as I know, Jared, Brendan, you guys both no longer drink alcohol. And I'm not saying like you have to drink alcohol to be a, a punk rock or anything, but it's something most people just kind of assume like, hey, we're going to go play a show. We're going to go have some drinks afterwards or whatever. And Ryan, I've never actually seen you drink, but I don't know if you actually do drink or if you just don't do it like while you're playing or whatever. Uh, but kind of tell me a story about your guys' band's history or your guys' personal history with alcohol and, and why that's kind of important for you guys not to drink uh, anymore. Because I well, think a lot of people who don't drink and maybe uh, or take alcohol to the next level might want some sort of perspective from people rise gone again <laughs> yeah <laughs> just in he's time going get, he's going to get a he's going to get a drink <laughs> sure. uh, so i do i do yeah. still drink uh i don't i don't drink like i used to i yeah. used to hit it pretty hard um lately i've been taking these like three ish month breaks i'll just say i'm not going to drink for three months yeah i won't drink and then i'll drink a little bit for a couple months and i'll do it again and uh that was me trying to get over this, this drinking habit that I had. Yeah. It started off one month at a time and then it grew and grew and grew. Um, yeah. And now I don't, I don't drink before shows ever because it does yeah. nothing for me. I mean, even yeah. one beer and it's just like, I'm not going to play as well. So what's the point? Yeah. Um, but Brandon, afterwards I'll yeah. see you at the bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds good. And Brendan, I, you, I know you have a little bit more complicated story, so you can feel free to, express how much ever you want but uh you've had a little bit more more kind of a go with alcohol and, and drugs i think well i don't know drugs but people around you with alcohol and drugs for sure um 
Well, I start. I started really, really young. So, you know, I started playing shows in bars when I was, you know, fourteen years old. So naturally, you, you start. You know, there's, there's, you know, you can drink if you play your cards right or smart. Yeah. So if you don't act like a fool, I mean, I can't. I mean, her, her heredity would state that like there are addiction problems in my family. Yeah. Um, but. No, I mean, I was a, I was a functioning alcoholic, and I was addicted to prescription medication that I've been prescribed since I was a, you know, a kid, like you know, Zan- Xanax, Klonopin, um, Ativan, stuff that because I, I mean, I have, I had severe anxiety, OCD, depression, all that stuff. You know, I still have those things, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, by the time I was. I, th- I think I stopped when I was 23 or 24 after my second second child was born. It took that yeah. much to, but yeah, I mean, I just, it, it just got to the, I mean, I, I'm really lucky that, you know, it, things weren't worse than they were. You know, I never mm-hmm. hurt anybody. I never, but you just, and like kind of the way Jared said, you know, 13 years ago, I said one week, Hey, I'm just not going to, drink this week and see where it goes, you know, and that was 13 years ago. Nice. It's like I'm the kind of person, my personality, I just, I don't have one of something. Yeah. Like I want to <clears throat> not be on this planet. I mean, and that's what that is. It's escapism and it's, you know, it's denial. Yeah. That's okay for people that can, can have a drink or two drinks or, you know, whatever, you know, at the end of the day or but yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not that person. I'm the, fucking get me out of here i don't want to feel anything person yeah and i mean that's that's just what worked for me i mean i've been to meetings i've never officially worked a program it's not really for me all my friends in aa they call me a dry drunk i don't really care yeah um but yeah i'm 13 years sober on on alcohol and and 10 years off all the prescription i detoxed you know 10 years ago off you know i had a really bad problem with xanax yeah i was fucking dependent on it since i was 12 13 years old yeah so yeah i mean that's i think that's life's hard without blinders you know sometimes they trust me but like this year especially if i've gotten gotten through this year without you know thankfully without any you know falling back or you know i mean i think it would take a lot for me to go back to that place yeah. And I think it's a pretty important message for people, especially artists, right? Because like the one thing that they do is they're in their head a lot because they're thinking about how they're going to write, their feelings, their emotions, of course, their surroundings my, and stuff. My, my yeah. first thing was like, how am I going to play shows sober? And like, that's depressing. Yeah. Like when you, yeah. because your thing, your, your thing should be, how am I supposed to play if I'm not fucked up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's... Yeah, all those fears come into play. Like, am I still going to be able to write songs? Am I still going to be able to? And yeah, I mean, yeah, you are. And again, yeah. it's like I have to state too this: like, it's not a judgment thing. I don't, I don't give a fuck if you drink, if you do drugs, whatever. I, I, I mean, whatever works for you. Yeah. I'm not judgmental. Well, I know every time I drink around you, you're like, you're a piece of shit. Why are you? Yeah, doing <laughs> I totally said that. Um, no, like I have, I, I don't have a lot of sober friends. You know, yeah. maybe a handful. A lot. I mean. I just exist and yeah. And Las Vegas yeah. is a bit of a party town. So I mean, yeah. there's going to be a lot of drinking here. So, yeah. What about you? Ryan? Can you answer this question? I feel like I put them in, man. I, I toured for like 10 years straight. And we just drank and you get to your show, you get drink tickets, you get backstage, you have beer. It's just, it gets old. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine like, it's one thing to like when I was in college and right after like, right. You can drink pretty much every off day or every day. You don't have to wake up early. And especially when you graduate college and you're kind of in that, or, you know, graduate high school, you don't have that responsibility of having to get up and cause usually work in the afternoon or something. You can get in a routine where you're just drinking every day. And I think once I left my college town, cause the three years after college, I was drinking almost every single day. Then I actually moved to Vegas where it was like, Oh, you're going to die there. If you drink this much here, I'm like, I end up drinking like twice a week at most here. And like, now I drink like maybe once a week. So I'm like, yeah. I don't, 
think like most people expect that when you live in Las Vegas, they're like, oh, you must party all the time. It's like, who the fuck do you know that can party every day for no real reason, right? Like those people are in their 20s, first of all. And second of all, have no responsibility or just don't give a shit about their own lives. So most normal people aren't going to be drinking every day unless there's a reason. And going on tour, that's kind of one of those reasons that perpetuates that, right? So I, I can see where Rye's coming from. It's like, yeah. Once you have that happen for a, a long time, you get pretty sick of that shit too. Well, being being hungover sucks. Now add you're on tour and you're in a van twenty four seven. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. yeah, driving, especially with motion oh sickness my God. or something. You got eight hour drive ahead of you, and you drank a bunch of whiskey the night before. <laughs> Fuck that. Jared's yeah. has Jared's had some dark days on that van. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. No, but now I've really dug into this idea of being like a healthy punk rocker. I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's kind of a huge scene with that now. Like, it's not necessarily like a straight edge necessary because that used to be the yeah. thing. Like, early 2000s, late 90s, like, oh, you can straight edge punk. It's like, you used to be like a functioning, healthy adult that happens exactly. to play punk music now. It's like, just be responsible. Like, you can still fight the system and and you know hate the government and all that stuff. That's still totally adequate and and accessible and and you know whatever. Like acceptable you just don't have to get fucked up every day yeah exactly <laughs> it's like oh you guys have a you own a house you own your own property you have kids yeah. but you're a punk rocker what the hell like no that's not how it works <laughs> yeah oh, we're God. a dad band now well yeah. like i have a i have a hard time like just accepting that people think it's cool to be a degenerate piece of shit yeah and it's like some badge of pride that you're some fucking wounded fucking like it's just a cop out and i think it's fucking yeah. lame yeah, and a lot of people, I mean, that's what leads to a lot of people dying at like 25, 35. Yeah. That's why some of the best singers and musicians no, I understand that themselves there, there, there are people that, that want to get out and can't, but I understand that there are people that placate, and I, yeah. I, just, I have zero respect. I'm on name and names, but it's just like, yeah. that I can't, I can't like, like, yeah, like that's your identity, <clears throat> is that you're, yeah. Yeah. Generous, yeah. Blame. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. We're used to it. I changed my name to I'm sorry. Yeah. And one thing I want to mention, while if you're watching this uh, video, first of all, you'll notice that Rye is in this conversation for about 30 seconds out of every six minutes. And Brendan is sitting apparently in the bat cave because it just keeps getting darker <laughs> yeah. and darker. I only, have na- I only have natural light, and therefore the sun is, is not. But I thrive. Is, in the, the, is the sun already going down, Brendan? Yeah, it's gotten noticeable. We, we all live in the same darker. city, you know. I only have my open window here. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> the room I'm in is not facing the sun. <laughs> it's uh, like, are you in Japan right now? What time of day is it? <laughs> it's dark. Uh, but speaking of Rye, we were talking about uh, the uh, you know touring and drinking all the time. But speaking of touring, do you guys have any plans to actually go on tour to uh, do the, the the you know promote the album in twenty twenty three? Are you guys planning on doing a regional tour or just playing shows that come to you, or you guys actually want to get out and do something like bigger this year? We will be on the road more towards spring summer, pretty much full time is the plan right okay. now. We will be doing one-offs and stuff throughout the earlier portion of the year. Um, nice. But we won't be, like, on the road, on the road, probably till. I mean, that's the way things are currently mapped out. And, yeah. Spring, and uh, spring, summer. Um, yeah. Europe as well. Nice. You're going to so, be playing festivals and stuff over there? That's that's yeah. the, uh, that's on the, yeah. That'd be sweet. We'd really like to go to Japan, and we've tried yeah. Tried like three times, and I'd, yeah. like to, I'd like to do that before the end of 2023 as well. But that's I think it's, being... it's going to happen with this record. Yeah, um, it's one yes. of my goals too. So if you guys just need like a, uh, it's just a, uh, that's just like a blogger or something. It's, let me know. It, it has nothing to do with the. It has nothing to do with the. Like I just we we want to play Japan. Yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah. Australia is awesome too. If you guys have that's never played, an, there. I mean that's another one too. Obviously, yeah, I would. I will, I've, I've been to Australia a few times. I fucking love that place. It's so fun. So that's cool. Um, yeah. But yeah. So and I think you guys aren't you playing like later tonight? No. no next weekend next we weekend. have a we have a next memorial, weekend. Yeah. So a next memorial for one of our friends. Yeah. Saturday of next weekend. Yeah. The seventeenth. Yeah. 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 And, and it and that was uh, uh, it was for Blair. I, I want to say Blair. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Blaine at first. I was like that's not it. Blair. But yeah. So do you guys have a? A, a big connection with him because i know that he was kind of a yeah. i didn't know him very well because i kind of came in kind yeah. of we've been later we've been friends since we were teenagers 
played yeah. shows together back. He was we were roommates at one point. Yeah. Wow. He lived, okay. he lived with me for a couple months. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was really sad. But we're gonna do that that benefit show for him, and I think we're even gonna play a couple Schooner songs. Yeah, we're gonna do some Schooner brother. songs with his brother. Nice. So that'll be fun. Very yeah. cool. Sad. Which one are you guys playing? At? I think there's like two. There's Plaza and then Sand Dollar downtown. The plaza, the plaza. We're doing one. the showroom at the Plaza. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Because I have to. I'm going to try to check it out because I want to go to like three shows that week. And I yeah, think I'm there, are like a lot, there are a lot of shows yeah. that week. Gonna... Yeah. So. Awesome. Um. Obviously, you guys. You guys thank you. Last so much. time we played Plaza and we got lost. Yeah, but that was that was like a private party and the yeah. That was a that was Final Tap real life. <laughs> was that when we played that uh that that diner that that, di- that restaurant? No, we played the back room of Oscar's Steakhouse for Sveti's yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The show was rad. Um, oh, that's right. I took us- I got hammered and I was like, "Follow me, guys. I know where we're going." And it no, took us like 40 45 minutes to let out of the bed. No, and we had the, li- the little old man try and help us navigate, who had worked there since like yeah. whenever. And he, yeah. he got lost. It was like that scene in Spinal Tap where they can't find the stage, but we couldn't find the exit of the plaza. <laughs> it took us 40 minutes to get out. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not even bending the truth a little bit. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, well, I just like to spark the conversation. He's he's leaving again. Yeah, he just uh, texted text, me. He, he just texted me, me sorry. He said sorry. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> he's coming kept back. Cutting off. Well, yeah, it's all good. Uh, we'll good. put some links to the show note uh, to to the to your guys' music and everything into the show notes below this episode. Do you guys have anything yeah. that you'd like to plug? Any shout-outs you'd like to give or anything you want to say before we go today? Uh, Hi, Mom. <laughs> big, big, big love to anybody that um, supports and continues to support or yes. like or enjoy or anything that we do. Yeah. Because that's why we keep doing it. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. And then one last question before we sign off for the episode here. What new music would you guys recommend people check out that's not Mercy Music? You could obviously shout out Not, but we've already talked about well, yeah. that. So. Yeah. Jared, Jared's going to shout out Not. Yeah. Uh, I'm very proud like, of the Not record. Yeah. I've been listening to that. There's this uh, this band Mama. Okay. Uh, I've been listening to that record a lot. I think it just came out on Polyvinyl a few months ago. Um, what else? That's probably the newest thing I've been listening to. Okay. I've, I've uh, been listening to this Far Side record from 1992 a lot. <laughs> 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 really good. <laughs> yeah. Super um, new. <laughs> I think uh, my wife was just born then. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to a lot of Tiny Stills. Nice. Yeah. Um, what? Turn, I've been listening to a lot of Turnstile too. Um, yeah. My kids like Turnstile a lot. Yeah, it seems to be a big thing now. Like this, uh, it's it, you know, it's like this new s- scene of hardcore dude, that's I'm come ha- out. I'm it's, happy. I'm happy yeah. for them, man. They fucking paid their dues, dude. To yeah, be this successful. Yeah. Like it's it's great to fucking see, and it's great to it's it's hopeful for anybody that plays rock music, man. Yeah, especially. I mean, because one thing about their music is that while it's labeled hardcore, right? Like they they can't even change their image to say like it's a love connection. It's not hardcore so much mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Uh, they, they're all about like bringing people together. They're not about, you know, driving, you know, hatred and stuff like that, but it's not, it's not the same type of hardcore scene that you would have seen 15, 20 years ago where people just go to a show just to punch and kick each other to death. No, right? so, I, I, li- I like the unity thing. I like, yeah. the, I like the not, I don't, I just, I like everything about them. I like the fucking not posturing. I like to just being honest and, and as real as you can be. But I mean, yeah. bonus points that the singer's name is Brendan, but, <laughs> um, yeah dude i just i just I, i've liked i've liked turnstile so yeah like, you know i support it very cool well yeah. uh, you know i want to thank you guys so much for being here i want to thank brendan jared and the ghost of rye for being on, <laughs> on the show today uh mercy music if you guys have not checked them out go check them out um you'll check out any of the links below this episode so you can you know listen to the music watch the music videos whatever you want to do if they come to a city near you in 2023 be sure to check them out because they're freaking awesome uh, and guys, just remember the Powered by Rock podcast is powered by our listeners. If you want to show us some support, please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. You can also make a donation to the podcast to help us keep making some awesome episodes with awesome guests. It's not needed, but it's always appreciated. You can find that link in the notes as well. You can see the full video interview on our YouTube channel and Spotify now as well. If you want to check out some of our articles, album reviews, lists, and interviews, go to PoweredByRock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog. Also find our merch and gear as well so you can pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend. That's our show for today. We'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on.